0: We praise the Lord for all his provisions in our life. And we look today at a wonderful portion of Scripture, another declaration that we've been looking at. We've looked at I am the bread, Jesus said, that men may be satisfied. With the bread of life, the sustenance. He declared, and we've looked at it, I am the light of the world, that men may see. And this morning we look at I am the door. <laughs> I am the door that men might be saved. And he declared it very plainly in this portion that we read, that Bernie read a little bit earlier. I am the door. Let's pray and ask the Lord's blessing as we go through. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this portion of Scripture given by the Holy Spirit to John the Apostle that we might be able to have it down in our hands today and in our hearts, Lord, in our lives. Lord, wonderful wonderful sayings we have that... It The declarations of deity, the declarations of God to mankind. I am. And Lord, we couldn't get it plainer and simpler, but profound in the consequences of those that participate in in these wonderful truths. Lord, bless us with your word today. And Lord, we pray for those that may be with us, young people or elderly that do not know you as their saviour. Uh, They are are wandering sheep. They are lost sheep. May they find the good shepherd this morning, the Lord Jesus, who is more concerned about their life and soul than they themselves are. Lord, bless the word as it goes forward. And we do pray for uh, the Lewis family as they arrive there in Israel, that you protect them, guide them, guard them, lead them, Give them many opportunities to testify of yourself in that land where you lived, took on the form of a man, and and walked the streets of Jerusalem. And Lord, bless the ministry there for your glory and praise, and only eternity will tell what happens in the hearts of those people. We ask and pray your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Now in the bulletin, if you've got the outline, we have, as it were, two sermons, and I'll only do one today. (laughs) The first first part and the seven points, and then there's A, B, and C, which is wonderful, typical, typical teaching that I thought this morning, no, I won't try to cover both. But you might like to look at it before we do in another day. That is about the, the gates. Uh, Brother John, he's, he's already heard most of that in the old people's home. And, and the gates and the veil and the door. Uh, because it all relates to this same subject that we have in John chapter 10. Jesus is the door. Uh, we come today through a few doors to get to church. Uh, what is a door that you have in your life feed to enter at some time? we've all had a door that we really didn't want to go through yeah. into, a courthouse. into the courthouse okay the door of the courthouse it yes it can be a frightening yeah been through those too but we were defending ourselves <laughs> Say? when dad came home. when dad came home <laughs> what had you been doing john <laughs> if uh, <laughs> already forgiven <laughs> so there are doors that we go through that we fear i think of the dentist door the drills and the needles they didn't have paste in my days or whatever they call it but dreadful time i got over my dentist experiences when i was only 17 get them all out <laughs> and that's just the way the teeth went and so praise the lord i happen to go back to the dentist for a drill or a a rip out at, at all but that was um, a, <laughs> I can remember that at 17 it was about a week out of work after that but <clears throat> we have doors the doctor's door the business doors the house doors you know the, uh, the church doors we were only talking about this yesterday at the camp out we had with the family there about uh, one fellow was telling one of our children at work that uh, yeah, yeah I'm a Christian I go to, I go to church on uh, Christmas and Easter <laughs> and we say C of E, not Church of England, Christmas and Easter Christians. <laughs> we, we, we use that phrase, darken the door of a church. Uh, some people darken the door of the church at their wedding, and uh, 50% don't anymore, but some darken the door of the church at their funeral, and they have no choice in that matter. But it's, there's doors, all sorts of doors we go through, doors of opportunity. There is one door here that we look at this morning that we all must go through if we desire to go through the pearly gates of heaven. What is that door? People may answer you with that, uh, to that question, what is the door that we go through to get to the pearly gates of heaven? And truly they are pearly gates because we read that in Revelation there's 12 gates and each gate is a pearl massive pearl it's given to you there but some may declare well i've got to do good if i'm a do-gooder i'll get to heaven god surely has to accept me for what i do and on that basis i can say let me in here's my ticket here's my pass what does the bible say what does god say to that All our works (laughs) are as filthy rags. Jeremiah said that in the Old Testament. What about the New Testament? Paul said in Ephesians, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. So it's not by doing good. You'll do good if you're a Christian, but you don't do good to get through the door. (laughs) Because somebody else has done good for us that we might enter that door, and we read of him this morning. Well, one will say, I'll attend church. You know, in the Old Testament, there was a synagogue. And many of them went religiously, and not just on Saturday. All through the week, they would go. And they would have the seventh day, they'd have the seventh month, they'd have the seventh week, they'd have the seventh year. And they spent spend all that time religiously doing what law said but attending church even today does not get you through the door being a member of the church well you say that might get me to heaven no nope. there are a lot of people who are members of church who are have not go th- gone through the door that jesus spoke of in john chapter 10 some will say well i was baptized as an infant that will get me into the through the doors of heaven no see someone else did that for you and you weren't even thinking about it you had no choice in the matter to enter this door you have to be able to think through consider what God has done to be able to enter into that door enter through that door Ah, not being baptized so the folks that are going to be baptized in the near future Lord willing it's not salvation That is an indication you are saved. You are a Christian already. Uh, What does hinder me to be (laughs) baptised? Said the Ethiopian eunuch in the scriptures. And what was the reply of the evangelist to him, Philip? If thou believest. If thou believest with all thine heart. Believest what? That's what we're going to look at this morning. Believest who? The Lord Jesus. Well, we could go through many, many doors the social gospel, all these different things. None of those are the door. Let's look at verse 9 of chapter 10 that we're going to divide this morning in the outline there in the bulletin. You see it. I, Jesus said this, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Jesus Christ declared himself he is the only door through the pearly gates into heaven and let us divide the verse simply put I am and we're looking at these statements the statements where is I am in the New Testament I am where was it said first that we can remember a major time in the Old Testament yes when, when Moses was going down Who shall I say sent me? Moses said to God, and God's reply to Moses was said, He said, I am sent you. I am sent me. (laughs) Well, who's that? Well, we know from reading scripture who that is. It's God himself has sent. I am. That's a simple statement. The simplicity of that statement. If you've got a a, a pen, you might fill out the outline there. The simplicity of this statement and of this fact. It emphasises God's personal identification as a very and ever-present God. You see, God is omniscient, he's omnipotent, and he's omnipresent. He's everywhere present. You can't see him, but he's everywhere present. And this is the emphasis of that. He is everywhere. You say, well, I don't get that. That's God, you see. How could we as humans really get what God is, who God is, and how great he is, how almighty he is? Um, this is his, emphasizing his eternal self-existence it's simplicity but it's also complexity when you go and consider all the ins and outs of that truth i am now the second phrase in verse 9 of john 10 by me i am the door by me if any man enter in what is that speaking of that's speaking of and there's another spot for you to pin down exclusion that's exclusive exclusion, not by works, not by other men, not by a religion, but by me, God's only begotten son. You know, when I've talked to many times to unsaved people on the job and different places, they'll say about church and they'll say about the religious activity. Uh-huh. And you've got to get back to the simplicity of this and the exclusiveness of this. It's by me, Jesus said. <laughs> God's only begotten Son. If you go back to, in John's Gospel to chapter 3 and verse 36, we have this written, He that believeth on the Son, what does he have? Everlasting life, everlasting life. And that he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. That's a scary thought, that if we're not... We haven't come through the door. The Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, the wrath of God abideth on us. And that's also spoken about back in chapter 3 and verse 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. You have many people, many religious declaring this or that or the person or the works. It comes back to what the Bible says. (laughs) This is what God has sent us down through eternity that we might have it in our hands and be able to read it individually ourselves and consider the matters at hand and say, God has said, I am the way by me that is by Jesus Christ, the the Son of God, the eternal Son of God, the the creator of the universe. You say, well, he was only a man. No, he was not. He, he He always has existed. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We call that the Trinity. For eternity, has, he has existed. And when it come time for creation, when eternity broke into time, we look at it from time into eternity, but it's, it's the other way with God. It's always been. And when that time came, he spoke the world, the world into existence. The light, the world, the waters, the creatures, mankind. In six days, this was done. And it is only 6,000 years ago. Yeah, right, yeah. It's only 6,000 years ago. We we're standing on the broken river yesterday, upstream, just below Nilakuti. And I think I was talking to Bernie, wasn't it? Yeah, and we're saying, see, here, this flat, this was caused by the flood about 1,006 years after creation. All the world was flooded. The mountains weren't as high as they are, they were pushed up after the flood. And, and all the world became. Saturated and soggy have you ever tried to walk into a dam that's just been drained mm. <laughs> no don't do it <laughs> you won't get out of there alive probably but the world was drained as the continents and things came up and the, the water rushed off and I said to Bernie see this this was all laid down during the flood the big flat the, 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 the thing about 20 foot deeper or whatever metres that was washed out when the waters were running off and just gouged all the creeks out the Grand Canyon out in days not millions of years and all the layers of the flood can be seen as you look at the wall of the Grand Canyon the water went this way we're carrying that sort of dirt and then the water went this way and all and all the creatures laid down dead in them all the skeletons that we're finding today by me exclusively God the Son the Lord Jesus the Creator He's the one that we have to believe in to have everlasting life. In John's Gospel, chapter 14 and verse 6, we read this. Wonderful words of life in the Gospel of John. There are. Jesus said unto him, oh, Well, don't read that. That's up here. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. No way through the pearly gates but through the Lord Jesus Christ. By me, he said. If you go to the Gospel, I mean, the book of Galatians, the book of Galatians, and Paul was having trouble way back in the early church. He could see trouble was brewing, and he wrote to these Galatians, particularly in the church of Galatia. That's why it's Galatians. And we have written there in chapter 1 and verse 3, Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, Jesus did, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I marvel, Paul said, that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another what? Another gospel which is not another. But there are some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. And today, 2,000 years later, it has been perverted, perverted, perverted from the simplicity that it is, the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. You see, the gospel is unto salvation. That's the beginning of the Christian life. That's what the gospel is about, that we hear and, and, uh, and I think through and consider and the Holy Spirit convicts us about our sin and our need of trusting the Lord to forgive us of our sins. This is the gospel. And Paul said there are pe- people preaching another gospel and these Galatians were becoming, Jude- uh, well, were being influenced by the Judaizers of the day. Those people that were Jews that got saved and were saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, it can't be so simple there has to be a lot of works there has to be the keeping of the law there has to be the old things that we used to do to get to heaven to go through the door and paul is saying no that's another gospel it's not on it's not the way to get to heaven Um, not the way through the pearly gates as we said before so say i now again in verse 9 if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received let him be accursed that's serious words For people that preach something other than the simple gospel of the Lord Jesus. The gospel of the grace of God that is just spoken about. For do I now persuade uh, men or or of God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Paul said, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not going to tickle your ears. I'm going to tell you the need for you to believe only the gospel of Christ. Back in the book of Romans... Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, Paul talked about the simplicity of the gospel and the need of preaching the gospel. I can't get the starting one, otherwise I'd quote it. <laughs> he said there, yeah, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Unto getting, as it were, the ticket to go into and through the pearly gates. The gospel of Christ. It's, it, the gospel is preached to those who are unsaved to get them to salvation. <laughs> to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek or to anyone that's not a Jew. The salvation is preached. By me, it's exclusive. The Lord Jesus Christ needs to be preached. The gospel needs to be preached. And uh, this is what we've read of in Romans and in Galatians, but in Corinthians, in chapter 15, in the first few verses of chapter 15, it talks about Paul talked about the gospel there. He did preach it. He, he knew that within the services and the gatherings of the people, the assemblage of the people back then, there would be people that were not believers, and so he constantly brought this up for them. And he, he we read in chapter 15. <clears throat> And verse one of First Corinthians. Moreover, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye received, and in which ye stand. It has ongoing effects, but it doesn't have to be preached over and over to a person as a Christian because they've believed it. But it's exciting to hear it again, <laughs> and to be encouraged with what happened to us back then when we got saved, become a Christian. At an entrance into the pearly gates, through the pearly gates, by which ye also are saved, if ye keep in memory that which I preached unto you, unless ye believed in vain. Oh, I pray that you have not believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ, and here comes the gospel, this is it, in a nutshell, that Christ died for what? Our sins, my sin, your sin, individual, according to the scriptures. Isaiah 53, Hmm. Psalm 22, Old Testament. He died. And that he was? Was he just knocked out? Was he just unconscious? Did he just go into a swoon and they put him in the grave? No. They put him in the grave and he was there three days, three nights. He was buried in the borrowed tomb. And that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures shocked and surprised were the people that followed him when that happened they come to embalm or to put spices and things on and there the 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 door had been the stone had been rolled away and the indication there it wasn't just rolled in the little trench that they make for those tombs it was flung right away it was the angel that it was god that did it the angel allowed that to, well, that to be done and, and he sat on it, remember, as you have the account there. And that it, you seek the living among the dead. He is not here for he is risen. And without the risen Lord Jesus Christ, seated on the right hand of the Father on high, there is no hope of salvation. But because he is risen and he's the only of all religions, leaders, religious... I don't like putting religion on the Lord Jesus. He's the only leader of all that has risen again all the others are dead and in the grave jesus has risen again that's the gospel he died he was buried and he rose again do you believe it by me it's exclusive he is the mediator between god and man at this time and he hears our prayers he hears our prayer of repentance to be saved to become a christian to believe on him he is our advocate in First John chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. We move on to the next statement. You say, how much can you get out of one statement? How long do you want to stay in the Bible? <laughs> it's there right through and through, isn't it? And then there's a conditional clause. Back in, we're going back to John's Gospel, chapter 10 now, and verse <clears throat> 9 again. <laughs> I am the door by me if, if any man enter in. That's inclusion, if any man. How many are included in this? We'll just go back to John chapter 3, and it tells us who can be included in salvation. Who can come through the door of salvation? Chapter 3 and verse 15, We we read that whosoever, whosoever believeth in him, should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever. So if any man, it's inclusion, any man can come. Any boy, any girl that understands and comprehends the gospel. You don't have to do a catechism. You don't have to go through a a, a process. <laughs> the, 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 the only thing is that God convicts you of your sin and your need of salvation because you're under condemnation. This is inclusive. Color, class, creed or country, all are included. Whosoever. Chapter 4 of the Gospel of John and verse 13. And Jesus answered and said unto her, talking to the Samaritan woman at the well, she, he said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. This water in this well that we're getting from, we're drawing up. But, Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Verse 13 and 14, it said, Whosoever. (laughs) Whosoever. That's all of us, isn't it? That's why I'm not a Calvinist. (laughs) It's whosoever. Are you one of the whosoever's? Well, how do I know because I don't know what God's, who's God elected ah, God. <laughs> praise God when he spoke to my heart I believed Amen. I was one of the whosoevers at Essendon when I was only 12 <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a town hall <laughs> where there was a preacher preaching preaching powerfully and the Lord worked and I remember many people got saved that day it was just not, not just me And I wasn't following the flock. It was me. God was speaking to me. It wasn't because of mum or dad or sisters or brothers or cousins. It was me God was talking. I was one of the whosoever's. That God had chosen in eternity past. Because he knew I would respond that way. That's how he could choose you. That's how he could choose me. And that's Bible. That's in Peter. He knew his foreknowledge that I would believe He could choose me. Isn't it simple? I think that's pretty simple. You don't have to complicate it. God chooses. Yes, because he knew how to respond. Does he know what's going to happen tomorrow? Does he know what I'm going to think tomorrow? All the seven billion people, they're all going to think and what they're going to do tomorrow? Yes, and on into eternity. He knows that. He is God. (laughs) Let him be God. Don't try to restrict him by our human understanding. Ah. any man, are you one of the whosoever's? Enter in, is the next phrase in, in, the, in that verse. <clears throat> John chapter 10. Keep losing it. Here, I am the door. If By me, if any man enter in. <laughs> this is not inclusion. This is the condition. You've got to enter into the door. You've got to go through the door of salvation. <laughs> through the Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't enter... You cannot be saved. And you say, well, how can I enter the door? There's no physical door. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. It's by believing, <laughs> Simple belie- simply believing, repenting of one's sins and confessing that you're a sinner before the Lord. Let's just go back to a different gospel this time because I couldn't find this one in John's gospel. We'll go to Matthew chapter 7 and verse 14. <clears throat> Matthew seven fourteen. it reads there. well we have to include verse 13 enter in at the straight gate enter in notice at the straight gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction that's hell and many there be that go that way because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth to life and few there be that find it isn't that sad it's the easy way, it's a straight way. You look at it and say, that road, that road doesn't seem to go anywhere. Everyone's on this road, that must, that must be the right road. Uh, no, no. It's the narrow road that leads to life eternal, to the celestial city. Enter in. This is the condition, you've got to enter in, you've got to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And thou shalt be saved. In John's Gospel, we have one there back in John's Gospel, chapter 6 and verse 47, about entering in. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. That's entering in, believing on the Lord Jesus, that he died, was buried, and rose again for your salvation. So believe, come, come, in John's gospel chapter seven and verse 37 7:37, we read, "In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, "If any man thirst, let him come unto me. Believe, come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scriptures have said, out of his belly, shall flow rivers of living water." And this is speaking of the Holy Spirit is given in the next verse rivers of living water so believe come call on the lord jesus christ as psalm 145 verse 18 reads the lord is near unto all those that call upon him to all that call upon him in truth what did jesus say come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest <clears throat> in in Noah's time, back at the time of the flood in Genesis chapter seven, six and seven, and following there, you looked there and and I did I hadn't done it before, circled enter in. Enter in. They went in. What did they go into? They went in through a door, the door that was in the ark, and the animals went in two by two, the clean one, seven. And the Lord got them all in, and Noah went in, and his three uh, sons and their three wives and went in and then god shut the door and that was it <laughs> Noah we in but they went in they believed they believed it had never rained before but they believed what noah had preached for 120 years it is coming a day when the world is going to flood and all who believe got to enter in to the ark <laughs> have you entered in that's the condition Have you come by the way of the cross? He died for you. He died for me. And God shut the door. Chapter 7 and verse 16 of Genesis. Enter in today. Shall the certainty of this. In John's gospel. Chapter 10. And verse 9 there. They shall be saved. He shall be saved. It says there. That's the certainty of it. In John I mean Romans 10:9 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart God has raised him from the dead what does it say? what's the promise? Yes. thou shalt be saved thou shalt be saved and you'll know there's certainty in this isn't there the trouble is with works salvation for so many that go to church today they believe in their working their way they don't know when they've done enough they'll never know and they'll never be able to because that's not by works but we have the promise of god thou shalt be saved just believe it <laughs> don't try to add things to it don't try to water it down or try to build it up believe what it is that you know you don't have to try to be saved you have to trust to be saved because if you try that's works <laughs> You have to trust the work that's been done on your behalf, and I have to. The Lord Jesus did it for us. You shall be saved. That's the certainty of it. Let's go to um, chapter 10 of John's Gospel. And here it gives us certainly the certainty of salvation. Later on in the verses we read, we have in verse 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father who gave them to me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Have you got the certainty in your heart of salvation that you have? (laughs) That you, You claim the promises of God. Thou shalt be saved. I believe on the Lord Jesus. I pray that you do. You have that certainty. And it's throughout the scriptures, 1 John chapter 5, read it. That we may know that we have eternal life. We don't have to think, we don't have to guess, we don't have to go through life doubting. We can know that we have eternal life if we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Thou shalt be saved. And then, in back in John chapter 10 and verse 9, shall be saved and go in and out. <laughs> Go in and out and find pastures. Does that mean you go out getting saved and go in and get saved again? No. (laughs) You're in already. And you're in the fold. And uh, at Nazareth there, when we were there, the the fellow all dressed up. He looked a natural. (laughs) And uh, the the recreation of Nazareth over there in Israel. And he had his sheep in the fold. And it was all made up of sticks. There's no barbed wire. There was no fences, there was no steel back then. (laughs) And they had all this wood dangled up and they put him in the fold and and he was standing at the door. He was standing in the door. No wolves, no bears, no lions come in. (laughs) Jesus is the door. He's standing at the door. Nobody can get at us. When we're in the fold, we go in and out and he is there all the time overseeing us, keeping us there. We have the liberty Stand fast in the liberty, Galatians 5.1 says, in the liberty in which Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with a yoke of bondage. We've been delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God, Romans 8 and verse 21. We've been delivered from the snare of the fowler in the Old Testament. (laughs) In 2 Timothy 2.26, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Go in and out. Are you enjoying going in and out of the pastures the Lord has provided for you? Psalm 23 comes to mind when I think of this. And last of all, we have there in, the, in verse 9 of chapter 10 of John, and find pasture, and find pasture. There's not much pasture around in Australia, right now is there? It's pretty dead, pretty dry, burnt up. Yeah. You see the cows and sheep out there eating that dry stuff. You say, How would you like that for breakfast, dinner, and tea? <laughs> but they, they keep growing, don't they? They keep alive with the water and that. They stay alive. And the Lord's met that need through even the dry food. But we have green pastures. <laughs> we have the Lord Jesus Christ and his word we have fellowship with the saints we find pasture we we find provision is the word there how happy are the sheep that are provided for and i'll never forget being in wales this just really hit home when i was we, we pulled up land i can't remember all the names the big mountain in wales what is it english people snowden that's right snowden <laughs> and pulled up on the road opposite Mount Snowden, the big valley between and, and the huge dams and the power plants and things that were coming down. It was, what was it, the end of summer, I think, but it was been wet and it was water running everywhere. Was, all you could hear was waterfalls and it was all over the rocks running over and the road, the side of the road and all over. It was just everywhere. And this is the end of summer. <laughs> Look at our we're just getting into summer but it'll just be as dry at the end of summer and then I looked around here's a sheep here and here's a sheep there and there's a sheep way up on the mountain a little white dot on the edge of a cliff I thought wow that's different to doing sheep in Australia and they were wandering around on the mountains and it seemed to be no one there was a bit of a fence here and there among among the rocks and I thought these sheep the Lord looks after that's the Lord God's sheep everywhere, <laughs> placed in pastures, eating the green pastures of grass, the provision of the Lord. The sheep are happy that are provided for. Are you satisfied with what you have? Does it allow you into the pearly gates? Have you come through the door, the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you come by the right door? Jesus said what? I am the way, the truth, and the lie. And one concluding verse that's only making an application, not an interpretation. Ma- uh, Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and... Hmm. Maybe he's doing that at your heart today. He could, with all his mind, just bust the door down and come in. But he doesn't your choice you know he's knocking are you saved have you believed on the Lord Jesus are you going to heaven we've got no guarantee of another day yeah you're frightening me yeah you need to be we're only mortal and one day it'll all be over and all the worries all the things you're worried about down here will be gone it'll be God and you Won't you come today and trust the Lord Jesus? He's the door. He's the way to life. If you haven't, you're not sure, believe today. Come, he said unto me. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word and truth. It's simple, but it's profound. It's wonderful. It's true. It's encouraging. Oh, Lord, we live in a dry and a barren land, but still you invite us to a better place. To live with you for eternity in heaven. And you've gone to prepare a place for those that believe. O oh Lord that somebody might enter the door today. The door of the Lord Jesus who provided the way to eternal life. Paid the price of our sin. Took the penalty. Bear it in his own body on the tree. Might they believe today. And for Christians might we be forever thankful and grateful for what you have done and might we go out on our way praising you for what you've done and what you've promised to do keep us until the day of redemption bless us as we sing a closing hymn in Jesus name amen Amen.